Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome everybody, all right. We're talking about why be shy. Shyness, you know, is a is a awkwardness. It's like an apprehension that some people consistently feel when they're approaching or being approached by others. And it's a response basically to fear. And a lot of research, uh, you know, that shows that shyness is a, uh, has a, a behavioral rapport, which is basically a, a specific uh, neuron in the brain uh, that, that creates that sense of shyness. It's also influenced by your parenting practices from childhood and your life experience. And so shyness, is, it, it's kind of a, um, got a, some characteristics to it, like self-consciousness, negative pre- uh, preoccupation, low self-esteem fear of judgment and rejection, and and shy people often make unrealistic social comparisons. Uh, They they put themselves against the most, uh, you know, vibrant or or successful or outgoing people, and they believe that others are constantly evaluating them in a poor way, and so shy people basically abandon social opportunities, and and then that prevents them from improving their social skills. So, So shyness is basically characterized by by a lot of self-consciousness and a lot of uh, self-evaluation, a lot of uh, negative preoccupation, and it features, it involves a, a sense of self, a sense of that is who you are. And since that sense of self develops around 18 months old, uh, some people say that people cannot be born shy, but around 20% of children are born with a relatively reactive temperament. But that doesn't guarantee that they'll be shy or unable to change their behavior. But if you look at shyness, it's basically driven by biological and environmental forces. You know, babies are born with different temperaments. And those with an extremely sensitive temperament, highly sensitive people, we call them, they're more likely to go on to be shy. Uh, Yet supportive, sensitive parenting can really buffer a lot of that shyness and that social anxiety. And it can be really heightened during the adolescence if it persists through through the childhood. And since teens have uh, to navigate through new situations from classes to friendship to rejection to puberty, uh, they, they might fear being embarrassed, rejected, and fully known. And so parents can encourage teens to think about how they would act. And this is an important thing. Um, how they act and their cultural values, um, that is a very important thing. Uh, they absorb this from their parents and the larger society influence their, their social tendencies. So approximately, and this is from research, approximately 40 to 50% of American adults consider themselves shy, while 30% of like people from Israel and 60% of the Japanese say the same thing. So cultural styles uh, assign blame and praise that are likely to contribute to those cultural differences. So shyness is considered different all over the world. Also, shy people can successfully, you know, really take on the challenge of, of, of socializing without altering their sense of identity. 
And, and you know, it's often best for people to acknowledge their shyness and try to release themselves from feeling self-conscious, but also understand that we're we're gray. We're not black and white. We're not just a shy person. But warning someone that I'm sort of shy, that's a good thing, you know, but don't label yourself, I am a shy person. That's kind of silly. So there's a lot of strategies that can boost your confidence. Instead of avoiding social events, you know, schedule them in advance and practice your social skills ahead of time. And then you can plan a few questions and talking points and observe the discussion to get your your bearings before contributing. And, And you know, it's interesting. Um, just making observations of people and, and things that you like about them can really drive on some really interesting conversations. But you've got to get outside of yourself if you're shy, and you've got to observe and then speak to other people about what's good in them. And also, you can reframe your mindset. You know, expect a positive outcome to to come about. That's a huge thing. And rather than assuming there's going to be some inevitable negative reaction. And, you know, by preparing for a social situation, you can shift your focus from what we what could go wrong to what could go right. And so prepare questions for other people and anecdotes you'd like to share and, and reflect on what you might have in common. You know, be curious about other people and basically soften your self-criticism. That's very helpful. You know, shyness doesn't disappear on its own. Shy people are most successful when they acknowledge and understand their shyness and then act based on their self-awareness. And, and if they recognize that, you know, small talk may, may uh, not come naturally, plan ahead, rehearse questions, you know, arrive early so you can feel comfortable in the new setting. And, and also, you know, as parents, we can really help our shy kids, uh, making them, helping them uh, cultivate friendships without pushing them to be someone they're not. But you can encourage the child's passions as friendships can form around shared activities. And, and, you know, they can also teach social skills as a parent, such as making eye contact, such as smiling, such as uh, speaking clearly, asking what and how questions, which are very open uh, questions, what and how. They are the best type of questions you can possibly ask people. You know, we're all a little shy at times. And when we meet other people, it's it's really not surprising that shyness can often interfere with how we interact in social situations. So, you know, shyness can lead to, to a lot of that social anxiety. It, it also can cause very crippling fear. And, and it also results in a, a deliberate isolation to avoid associating with others. And so extremely shy people, typically uh, low self-esteem, are largely preoccupied with what other people think of them. And so they're driven by fear of rejection. And so shy people often engage in self-sabotage to prevent themselves from growing closer to others and avoid social situations whenever possible. And, you know, there's a lot of research into shyness that suggests that different causes, including genetic influences, prenatal influences, environmental factors, including the effects of emotional abuse in childhood, as a result of traumatic social uh, uh, episodes, 
And so while, while not severe enough to merit a diagnosis of social phobia or social anxiety, shyness is right before that. And, and again, it can have a really powerful effect on a person's sense of well-being, along with being linked to depression and other emotional problems due to isolation. And what's also interesting is shy people have a very hard time developing their character. Who am I? What decisions do I need to make about myself? You know, and so this starts in early childhood, and then the 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 kids are at greater risk of being bullied, rejected by their peers. So they go even deeper into shyness, and those friendships that they do succeed are often uh, lower quality than the friendships made by children who are less shy. So shy children are more likely to internalize problems such as depression, anxiety, loneliness, and there's also gender differences, with shy boys being more likely to have uh, social emotional uh, difficulties and shy girls and this is probably due to shyness being less socially accepted uh, for boys uh, and, than girls and, and boys are expected to be more dominant and self-confident uh, girls sometimes are expected to be shy and that's not necessarily a good thing as far as helping build a life that can be successful and make lots of connections and express lots of joy and actually feel alive and this, this continues into adulthood. And, and so these folks often experience the depression, uh, anxiety, the loneliness, and uh, they, they uh, basically have poorer relationship quality than those with more social confidence. And this is especially important during the transition years of 18 to 26. So when adolescents take on adult roles and form romantic attachments, Shy people may also be more reluctant to try new things, which could affect their career prospects and their higher education. You know, um, shy young adults are also less likely to date, to get married later. They, they, they're more likely to get married later, if, if at all. And they're also less likely to enter into stable relationships. So the transition years are also important since they represent an opportunity to learn their social skills, and they need that to form in, uh, intimate relationships. And, and so through different relationships, most young adults learn what they're looking for in a permanent partner and also become more experienced in handling a stable relationship. But for shy people, they don't gain these experiences and their ability to form permanent intimate relationships later in life becomes impaired. And so they they become uh, you know more fragile and uh, not enjoy life quite as much, and they're not as resilient as most other people who are not shy. And some people are just shy in parts; they're not shy all across the board, but they're shy, you know, at doing certain tasks or doing something they've never done before, or uh, you know, there may be situations which they feel vulnerable. And so they become shy in those situations. But the effect of shyness on romantic uh, relationships, romantic beliefs, and well-being is huge. And, um, you know, if you look at the quality, uh, they just often have poor quality romantic relationships and are more uh, 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 likely to take abuse and more likely to be abused. And uh, also, also are oftentimes a target of a narcissist. Because their narcissists look for people who are going to be codependent. And so what they look for is shy people. And they feel that they've got better skills than the shy person. Then they can lead the relationship. Then they can dominate. And then they can get their narcissistic needs met. And so, you know, 
shyness and well-being and relationship quality are all linked together uh, as far as how that works. And so, you know, people in relationships tend to be less shy than people who, who aren't. But the, um, the people that are actually in relationships, shy, shyness is negatively associated with intimacy and se- uh, sexual satisfaction. But it's also positively associated with insecure romantic attachments, including anti- attachment anxiety, uh, attachment avoidance. And for males especially, shyness has also had a negative relationship with overall psychological well-being, period. So, so why is it important to form strong romantic relationships? Well, there's research that suggests shy people have more difficulty communicating, especially about personal matters, and they're less likely to be responsive to other people. And so the results of, of, of many studies seem to bear that out. And so, you know, there's a lot of destructive qualities to being shy, and that's why we have to fight it, because we want folks to have a good life and to feel alive, and that is so important. And and if you're a shy person, you need to take it on. You need to not avoid conflict, but actually step towards this conflict, because this battle has everything to do with what the quality of your life is going to be. You know, people that have problems that are shy, they also have problems with trust. And uh, they become dependent and unwilling to become intimate to, to some degree with other people. And uh, they, for shy people, this can lead to a whole lot of problems, including very small social support, uh, health and well-being problems, reluctance to investigate relationships, reluctance to take a risk, reluctance to take a leap of faith. And it's also... Uh, goes against uh, a lot of the thought of faith, which is interesting. But fear, when fear enters, faith leaves. Faith enters, fear leaves. And so a lot of shyness is based on fear of rejection, fear of failure, and all kinds of other type of fears. And so it goes against uh, a belief system of God because we're not taking that chance. We're not stepping out on the limb and actually trying to make our life better and trying to improve our, our social uh, structure and the people around us and the support. That's a very important thing to have in this life, especially as you get older. You know, there's, there's these attachment-related beliefs have a strong uh, uh, moderating effect on a relationship between uh, shyness and emotional well-being. And according to the attachment theory, there's four main styles of attachment in adults. And that's a secure attachment, which would be a wonderful thing to have, but that requires a person being trusting. There's anxious preoccupied, which means there's a fear of attaching. There's dismissive and avoidant, which means we just don't confront anything. And there's also the fearful avoidant where we're always on edge because we're afraid something is going to happen. So that those all those last three have a lot of depressive and anxious qualities. And so people that develop secure attachment styles uh, through through a history of good relationships with responsive partners and, and other attachment styles develop due to problems forming strong relationships with other people, um, um, whether through anxiety or, or problematic relationships in the past. These different attachment styles are linked to core beliefs about dating and and relationships, and they determine how likely people are to form emotional attachments to other people. So these shy people 
who are otherwise secure in their confidence to form uh, uh, strong feelings of inadequacy, and they, they have long-term outcome that, that oftentimes is poorer. And so though these, you know, many studies uh, focus mainly on younger people, uh, average age about probably somewhere in the 19 to 24 uh, with fewer men than women oftentimes in these studies, I must say, which is not necessarily the best type of results, but but the results uh, help explore the complex relationship that shyness has with the relationship quality and psychological well-being. So shyness really uh, can have a powerful effect on the type of relationships that these young adults have and can definitely influence underlying beliefs about who they are, what their worth is, the amount of trust they can have in other people, and how intimate they can be or romantic in a relationship. You know, everybody feels a certain degree of shyness when meeting people for the first time, but, but there are definitely dangers associated with too much shyness. So not only does the shyness lead to, to loneliness and poor uh, quality relationships, but it also can lead to problems with emotional well-being, like depression. And so, you know, Erickson, uh, he was a psychoanalyst, Eric Erickson, and, and he pointed out that intimacy versus isolation is the first challenge that all young adults face. And so shy people have a greater difficulty making that challenge and can often face greater problems as a result. You know, so don't be afraid to take a chance when meeting someone new. It could be the key to having a better life. All right, we're going to examine this a little bit further. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Listen for Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. Her show topics cover creating lasting transformation in challenging environments and how creating change can have an impact on the success of individuals from a mind, body, and spirit perspective. It's going to be inspiring and uplifting each week. So tune in on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and also listen on the Voice America Business and Influencers Channels. Transformation takes one step at a time. It's time. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. 
or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about why be shy. You know, many people don't know how the basics about shyness, and, and some people basically think it's something that most people grow out of over time, but, but most people, you know, shyness is learned. And at some point later in life, uh, shyness starts, uh, by the way, in infancy, but with about 10 to 15% of newborns, they're inhibited. Many are, many are bold, um, you know, about the same statistics, about 10 to 15%. But shy people, you know, how, how many shy people do you think they're out there? Well, there, there's, it, the surveys are all over the place. And it basically also is affected by what, what uh, country you live in. And we have an international audience on this show. But, you know, somewhere between 40 to 60% of all adults report being shy or identify more as someone who is shy, which is not a good label to put on yourself. Uh, basically, you're, you're handicapping your life by, by, by putting that label on yourself. It's good to recognize that you're sometimes shy, but to label yourself as shy means you're going to hide behind it rather than do something about it. And, 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 you know, here we live in a country in the United States where you have to be a self-defined person, and, and it really does require someone to be a survivor. And to be a survivor, it's very wise to find ways to communicate that could be effective for yourself so that you can create opportunities. You know, we, we've, we basically uh, 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 pride ourselves in the United States on uh, rugged individualism, which comes from Anne Rand, which uh, wrote the book Atlas Shrugged, which she was Russian. But um, <laughs> the bottom line is, is that, you know, as shy people, and as people have shy qualities, it, it really can uh, label you also as an introvert, which means that don't talk to me, or I don't like to, you know, and, and it's, a, it's okay to be an introvert, because an introvert basically gets their energy from being alone. They don't get, it takes a lot of energy for people that have introverted qualities to be out there with other people. They just basically suck the energy out of them, because it's so hard for them to be out there and socializing. But, you know, as we get better and better at it, an introvert can, can balance their life out, and a shy person can balance their life out to have times when they're shy and times when they're not. You know, it can have an extreme negative consequences beyond not having friends or getting dates, but it can affect your health in a whole lot of ways, uh, your career choice, your amount of money you make, and even the general quality of your everyday life. So people sometimes underestimate the negative impact of this personality uh, characteristic, but basically shy people are usually introverts, uh, and, or, but there are shy extroverts, and these people are, are privately shy, but publicly outgoing, and, and they comprise an interesting group. They have social skills, but also social anxiety of shyness in situations where they don't feel uh, safety uh, for being in their power spot, so or in control, or what they're talented at. So in, in one-way interactions, they're all scripted. Uh, there's no freedom of exchange or intimacy. They oftentimes like that. And, and many people, surprisingly, who are shy extroverts are politicians, talk show hosts, actors, journalists, comedians, college professors. Some people who've identified themselves as being shy is a person like, uh, I don't know if you remember Johnny Carson. I don't know if you uh, 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 remember David Letterman, uh, Carol Burnett. Um, 
uh, several people, even Jimmy Carter, who was president, uh, said he's shy. Uh, actor uh, Johnny Depp says he's shy. You know, uh, there's all kinds of people that believe that they're shy. They're 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 um, extroverts on the outside, but introverts on the inside. So the you know the highest level of shyness occurs in adolescence, with higher levels in girls rather than boys statistically. But reasons for for the gender difference includes you know body changes perceived as awkward or ugly, uh, the rise in sexual feelings and arousal, the, the change in a girl's body shape, uh, and the reaction by males in, in very confusing ways, and the, the new focus on self and privacy. And so, you know, technology uh, and, and, and affluence may increase to the level of shyness in your culture. Uh, in, in terms of greater social isolation, less practice, face-to-face conversations, avoiding uh, 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 awkward, unfamiliar, spontaneous interactions. That means that there's no leaps of faith out there. There's no taking of a chance and no way to build a really healthy, well-rounded life. And so it can be overcome. Shyness can definitely be overcome and it reduced and minimized by a whole lot of different ways. Uh, many strategies are learned on your own through reading articles or, or books or, you know, but the key components to, to being less shy is through practicing uh, different techniques. And this can help people become more confident and outgoing in their demeanor. And, and so when it's taken to an extreme uh, in social situations and, and then it has these feelings of anxiety, then we begin to see what's called a, and it's, it has to be consistent, by the way, but then we start to see this social anxiety disorder. And there's major cultural differences um, uh, between like Jewish Americans, Asian Americans in our society, Jews and Japanese, Taiwanese in their countries. So, so the difference about 30 percent uh, greater shyness in Asian populations, you know, but uh, the shyness among the 18 to 21 uh, is is in eight countries. They found high levels of shyness in every country that they studied, especially in the Asian population. So, you know, that's that's a characteristic of a culture. And we have to understand uh, that that's an important thing. There, there were uh, the highest levels is was found in Jap- Japan, Taiwan, Asian Hawaiians, and Jewish Americans, and Israelis were on the low end. So Jewish Americans and, and Israelites, uh, those folks were actually on the low end of being shy. But it's estimated that about 17 million Americans, as adults, will probably meet the criteria for social anxiety and social phobia. And, and so all these folks struggle with shyness, and, and, and it really exceeds probably even that number of 17 million. It's probably far greater. But there's just not enough good studies out there, or I would have identified them, but there's just not much out there. But there's really some effective things that people can do to overcome that, that shyness and, and gain confidence. And that is first, fake it till you make it. You know, if you act confident, it comes through action. You know, confidence does. Learning and, and practice. Mastery. So remember when you learned to ride a bike, you know, it's probably terrifying. But after you, you, you went for it and you tried, you got it, then you felt confident. So social confidence works in the same way. You know, feeling anxious is not the problem. Avoiding social interactions is the problem. And so you eliminate the avoidance and you'll overcome your anxiety. And that 
means you have to get outside yourself. That means you have to stop uh, uh, ruminating and start, you know, getting in front of people and acting confident and acting competent. And, and that means you have to, to, to really participate in a lot of small talk, like in the checkout line or talk to strangers or, you know, it's people at stores or sporting events or going to the gym, you know, and, and an approach, you know, the individuals to whom you're, you're attracted romantically, talk to them, ask them to, to go on a date, ask them to dance, but you have to engage, you know, life's short, you know, who cares if you get rejected? There's 7 billion people on the planet and you know you can't uh, 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 like or be liked by every person so you have to take some chances and, and take yourself out and go meet new people very important you know you can also like join a club or a sports team or an improv class and pick up a new project take on difficult tasks you know anything hard makes your life easier and so, you know, learn a new skill or do something, you know, to get outside that comfort zone. Part of overcoming shyness is about developing confidence in a lot of areas of your life and not letting the anxiety, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of humiliation get in the way. So, you know, get into these new activities and you're confronting your fear of the unknown and learning to handle that anxiety much more effectively. Also, just talk, you know, start practicing giving speeches or presentations or, you know, join Kiwanis or some kind of speech club or something, you know, tell some jokes or stories at any opportunity you can. That spontaneity is going to build confidence in you. It's very important to talk, you know, be talkative and excessive and expressive in all areas of your life, whether whether you're at work, if you're with people you don't know, uh, you know, if you're walking down the street. You know, practice, 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 practice talking. Let your voice and your ideas get out there. You know, confident people are not preoccupied with whether everyone's going to like what they have to say. They speak their mind because they want to share. They want to engage. They want to connect. They want to learn. And you can do this too. You know, the people that gain their knowledge from other people, that's there's a lot of shortcuts in doing uh, in learning when you actually consult other people. And whether, you know, and develop a sense of curiosity about other people and their knowledge, you know, to know that we're not the experts at everything, but there are people who are experts. Go to those people that you respect and, and begin a dialogue about what you want to learn from them if they have the time. But you also, you you got to be willing to take those leaps of faith. You've got to be vulnerable. And so the, the fear of being judged contributes to a lot of anxiety and a lot of the shyness effects. So the only way to overcome the fear is to make yourself vulnerable and practicing doing this with people you're close to and can trust. And if, what happens is you might realize the more you do, the closer you feel to others and the more pleasure and the more meaning you get out of your relationships. And, and that can lead to a lot of confidence in yourself and your social um, interactions. So being vulnerable really requires the desire to, to, to let other people see the real you. And that's important. Making decisions in life builds character. Decisiveness is a really uh weakness in people that are shy they have a trouble trusting their own judgment you know but you, you got to be proud of who you are you got to be genuine you, you need to be vulnerable 
and, uh, and, and, and basically allow yourself to, to be in these kind of relationships. And being genuine and being vulnerable, that's a really good quality. And, and other people really appreciate mostly that about you if you're vulnerable and, and if you're genuine. And that means you admit, you know, I'm kind of shy, but I'm going to try to put myself out here. So, you know, putting yourself out there really uh, creates a lot of confidence and practice displaying your, your uh, confident body language where you're not all slooped over. Make eye contact when talking to people. You know, walk with your head up high. Um, you know, project your voice clearly and effectively. Shake people's now. Well, you can't shake hands these days, but you can do the fist pump or something like that. You know, give some hugs, but you know, stay stay uh, in proximity with people to where you're engaging them and not just running for the hills. But you you know, you must be mindful. Also, you know, uh, be present in your thoughts. That means your existence, the meaning of your life is to be available right here in this moment, not in the past, not in the future, not in your fears, but right here, right here at this moment. And if you can make yourself be mindful in the moments that you're in, there's no room for fear. And that is what uh, people who exist and who feel alive that's what they do the best. They stay here present in the moments they're in and they make memories and they make value in the moments they're in. That's a very important thing for life. And, and so, you know, if you're present uh, for what you're thinking, what your feelings are, what your sensations, what your memories at any given moment, there's no part of your experience you have to run from, escape or avoid. And you have a whole plethora of material to pull from and you also have your intuition instead of living in fear you're living in faith wow what a wonderful thing that could be you know appreciate yourself and the world around you including those panicky thoughts and feelings or, or just notice them without any judgment you know when you're fully present uh, you realize that social interactions are not something you need to avoid you begin to to perform better because you're you're you know you're paying attention to the conversation and the cues in your environment, the cues with other people, their meta communication, which is their nonverbal communication. So with practice, you can continually incorporate and improve your social skills that you learn from the world around you and ultimately making you more confident. That means you have to want to be a, a learner, someone who's always learning and who looks at people as a, as, as a great resource of knowledge. And if you do that, you develop that sense of curiosity, you become stronger, bolder, and better. You know, what? if you look at shyness, it's basically an emotion that affects how you feel and how you behave. And so it, it can mean feeling uncomfortable, un, uh, self-conscious, nervous, bashful, timid, insecure. But, it, but if you feel shy, you know, notice those physical sensations like blushing or feeling speechless or shaky or breathless or sweaty. You know, shyness is, is the opposite of being at ease with yourself around other people. And people who love themselves learn how to say no to things that hurt them. And so when people feel shy, they might hesitate to say or do something because they're feeling insecure of themselves and they're not ready to be noticed. So, you know, new and unfamiliar situations can often bring out that shyness. And, and it can be like, I don't know if you remember the first day of school, 
Um, I think I remember crying the first day of uh, nursery school. That was a mess. Um, or meeting someone new or speaking to a group. You know, people are more likely to feel shy when they're not sure how to act. You know, they, they don't know how others will react they, they, when attention is on them. So they, they're less likely to feel shy in situations where they know what to expect. So they feel sure of what of what to say or do. And they're among people that they're familiar with. So, you know, this emotion of shyness can it, it can also it be mild. It could be it's it comes in a spectrum where it's mild, medium or, or very intense. Then depending on the situations and the person, but someone who usually feels shy might think of themselves as a shy person. So people who are shy may need more time to get used to change, and they they appear uh, they 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 prefer to stick with what's familiar. And so we have to look at that quality in people. I'm not saying that to be shy is to be a bad person, because that's absolutely not what it is. It's just a quality that can hold you back from having the kind of life that you really need to have a, a good life, one that you feel proud of, one that you achieve beyond your dreams. That's what people can do if they can get into their intuition, if they can calm down, get out of fear, they can get back in their brain and f discover all the gold mine of, of resources that they have in their brain. But if you're going to live in fear, if you're going to live in a label of shyness, you're not going to achieve the greater good that you can do for other people and the greater good you can do for yourself. And that's why I'm saying that tackling this, confronting it, and making it a less degree of who you are can be a very, very, very important thing that you take on in this life. And it's hard, but you can do it. All right, come back. We're going to talk a little bit deeper about how to, uh, how to overcome it and how to deal with it. Shyness, come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Do you wish you could avoid having difficult conversations with your kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe? Do you struggle with what and how much to say? You're not alone. Tune into Holistic Sex Ed Radio with host Robin LaCrosse for a fresh new perspective on sex education that goes beyond the birds and the bees. We gather together every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for conversations designed to improve your relationships, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. 
If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back. All right. We're talking about why be shy, you know. Our genes can really uh, determine some of our traits, like our height, our eye color, our skin color, our body type. But genes can also influence certain personality traits, including shyness. You know, about... um, there was once again the research is not very good, but it says that about 20% of people have genetic tendency to be naturally shy. But not everyone with the genetic tendency to be shy develops shy treatment. It's just if if parents are shy, if parents are shy people, um, they're going to less expose their children, and by not having that exposure, there's a tendency for their an environmental factor of shyness to come forward because they don't learn the social skills that are needed. But, you know, you got to have life experiences. And when you're faced with a situation that makes you feel shy, it's really how you react to it that's the most important because that's what's going to shape your future. And so, for example, if, if people are shy, approach new things little by little, it can help them be more confident and comfortable. But if they feel pushed into situations, they don't often feel prepared uh, for it, and they they get teased or bullied, and it can make them even more shy. And so, you know, uh, uh, other people can set uh, can also play a role in whether a person learns to be shy or not. You know, if the parents of a shy child are cautious and overprotective, that's going to teach the kid to back away. Uh, from any kind of situation that might be uncomfortable or unfamiliar. So many people want to reduce their shyness, but people who are naturally shy also have gifts that they may not appreciate in themselves. For example, uh, a shy person may be a good listener, and people starve for a good listener, and sometimes they become really good listeners, you know, and, and what friend doesn't appreciate that? You know, people who, who are shy may also become sensitive to other people's feelings and emotions because of their sensitivity. So they may have a lot of empathy in their life, and that may be a wonderful quality to have, you know, and to be interested in how other people feel is a gift. You know, people often consider themselves, uh, people that are shy can be some of the finest friends in the world. And of course, you know, some people really want to feel less shy so, so they don't have, so they can have more fun socializing and being themselves. So if you're trying to become less shy, you know, it takes practice. And and people who are shy tend to give themselves fewer chances to practice. So, you know, it's no wonder that people who are shy away from socializing don't feel as socially confident as those who are outgoing, but they have less practice. So the more you practice, which is how we all become experts, is practice and failure, the scientific process, you know, life is about how we fail and how we learn from failure, you know. So, you know, the more you practice, the easier it gets to be more social and it feels natural. You know, just take slow, take, take very slow steps forward. You know, going slow is fine. You know, just go forward. 
step back from the situations that might trigger you to feel shy because that can reinforce the shyness. So, so keep it at a level that's hard to get past. You know, build confidence by taking one step forward at a time. You know, and if you feel awkward, that's fine. You know, people are shy, are often afraid, they're uncomfortable. You know, don't let that keep you from doing what you want. You know, you might feel awkward on a, on a date or something or in, in the middle of a game you've never played. It's, it's natural. Whether you're you, you, a person you have a, a, a love interest in um, is out of control, you know, ma- making all the means to never get the date, you're going to drive yourself crazy because you have this crush on someone, but you never pursue it. And so you're going to fill your life with regrets. You know, know that you can do it. Plenty of people learn to manage their, their shyness and know how to do it. You know, most naturally, shy people learn to manage their shyness so it doesn't interfere with what they enjoy doing. And they learn to warm up to new people. That's what you want. You want to have your passions in life. You want to have the things that you're passionate about. And you pursue them unapologetically and, and without guilt or shame and without fear of failure, without fear of rejection. You know, for few people, shy feelings can be extreme and hard to conquer. But but these feelings, if they're strong, they prevent you from interacting and participating and socializing and helping other people. Instead of warming up, you know, someone with extreme shyness has shy feelings that build into a really powerful fear. And fear is exactly the devil's playground. That's that's exactly where your your brain and you begin to determine your own life rather than have a faith-based life. You know, and, and that can get in the way of that in a big, big way. And and because that, that shyness can interfere with socializing, it can also affect your self-confidence, your self-esteem. It prevents people from taking advantage of opportunities, trying new things. So, so, you know, you want to jump in on this and take, take it seriously. And if you need to get counseling, get counseling. That can be a very important thing, you know, but uh, it's, it's, be true to yourself. You know, you can change your inner nature. You know, who, who, do, you, who do you want to be more like? Who, who would you want to be if you could? You know, if you have a naturally shy style or if shyness holds you back, you, you know, you might have to work at developing a sense of ease around people. But most people find that the more they practice socializing, the easier it gets. I mean, don't make yourself so important. You know, don't don't count yourself as going to be the center of everybody's attention because we're not nearly as important as we think we are. But we need to find a way that our life contributes to other people and helps their lives. That's what makes life powerful. That's what makes life worth living and that's what our gratification and our greatest gratifications come from in life you know we want to help overcome this and make it your testimony make it what you're most proud of about yourself that you overcame a a a basically a handicap so what is the cost you know there's a lot of cost you know and and most of the shyness most shy people hide it um but some people are born with the temperament of the shyness, you know, but, you know, the, the life experiences, there's all kinds of stuff. But, but there's a big cost. And, and so the cost is not only social, but, but it has to do with physiological 
uh, symptoms of, of stress, which can basically be in your stomach or it can be your headaches. It can be all kinds of body aches. It, it can really take on and manifest itself in a lot of physical ways. But, uh, you know, self-consciousness is the biggest problem with being shy. So th they're, they're more self-conscious about themselves and they're less conscious about other people. And so there's a, this, this twisted... Uh, basically egocentric uh, nature to shy people. So they spend so much time focusing on themselves and their weaknesses, they have little time or inclination to look outward. So, you know, over time, you know, girls are more apt from infancy through adolescence and perhaps because their parents are more protective uh, than boys who are encouraged to be more exploratory. Yet in adolescence, boy... Uh, boys report that shyness is more painful than do girls. And so that discomfort is likely related to the new uh, sex role that's taken on. And now there's a power differential between the girls and the boys. And so the boys are now chasing the girls rather than girls chasing the boys. <laughs> so, and that that's just in the heterosexual world. There are also girls chasing girls and boys chasing boys and all kinds of other stuff going on out there. Boys wanting to be girls and girls wanting to be boys and... That's oh, interesting culture out there. Um, you know, insecure attachment is 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 self fulfilling, basically. You know, it causes all these barriers, and uh, it, you could be a teacher, you could be a coach, um, you could be all kinds of people, but the narcissistic love to uh, uh, prey on people who appear to be shy. And, and so we have to watch out for that. And we talked about that earlier in the show. But, you know, the, the, the wound of a shy person is early and deep and, and it's, it's easily evoked. You know, you, you become uh, quick to be disappointed in relationships, quick to feel rejection, shame, ridicule, you know, relentlessly self-defeating, interpreting even success as a failure. These are qualities that cost of what shy people will do to themselves they also um, it, it instigate at times developmental transition when children face new challenges in their relationship with their peers for instance entering an academic or a social uh, 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 activities in elementary school or high school may leave you feeling awkward but you know as as you feel awkward what you're doing is you're exposing yourself uh, to people who are even less in, or even more insecure about themselves and they become bullies. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do to help ourselves, but mostly shy people, as far as our health concern, is the immune system gets attacked because shyness, it has all these upheavals and all this stress and all this craziness to us. And what it does is it causes a lot of a set of stress, which basically attacks our nervous system. And, and by doing that, it takes down our immunities as if we're sick. And so it's very important to take on that. You know, a, a shy childhood can be a series of lost opportunities. So if you think a child who wants to wear a soccer uniform or, or play just like other kids but can't muster the, the courage... Um, then they lose out on having those childhood memories that can be so important in life. And, and it's very important for us to value that and, and to allow, if you're a parent of someone that's shy, 
it's very much important for you to help get them involved and help blend them. And I know these days that schools are more and more apt to look at bullying and shy people these days and more apt at helping people in, kids integrate. But, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, reactivity in, in shy kids, and so that makes them targets for bullies. You know, whether it's inherited or acquired, shyness uh, predisposes us to loneliness. And it's the natural consequence of decades spent shunning others due to the angst of socializing. So there's tons of research that shows that loneliness and isolation can lead to mental and physical decline and hasten death. So without a circle of close friends or relatives, people are more vulnerable to risk in lacking the opportunity to share feelings and fears with other people. Isolated people allow them to fester and escalate. So what's more, they're more prone to paranoia. They're more prone to, uh, to not correct or faulty thinking. There's no checks and balances in their beliefs. And so we all need someone to tell us when our thinking is out of, out of, out of the realm of what other people would think, you know, when our thinking is ridiculous, when it's judgmental of ourselves or it's harsh. So, you know, we don't need to be uh, our own bullies and we don't need to push ourselves into to labeling ourselves with a bad uh, attitude or a bad demeanor or being shy as a bad thing. It's just a, a, an area of life that we need to take on to help us live a better life. You know, um, without a circle of close friends or relatives, people are more vulnerable to take risks. And so they lack the opportunity to share their feelings and their fears. And, and they, 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 uh, it brings about a potential for abusing alcohol or drugs, you know, just basically to get them going and give them confidence to socialize. So lacking the opportunity to share those feelings uh, really can create a big, big problem. And they also have a lot more trouble with peer pressure. That means they're more, uh, if they're exposed to bad things that other people are doing, other people may push them into doing those bad things. And so, you know, it can be linked to, to sexual difficulties. You know, shy people have a really hard time expressing themselves to begin with. So communicating their sexual needs and their desires is especially difficult. You know, shy men may turn to prostitutes just to avoid the awkwardness or of the, of the, uh, intimate negotiations, you know, and, and so, you know, people uh, is, can expose themselves to doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff uh, just to get by in life. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear from you. And you can do that on our webpage on voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, Shy people should wear a shirt stating that they're shy to improve their chances of meeting someone. Now, wouldn't that be a good thing if they <laughs> just says shy on the shirt? That would be a very good thing because then people would start coming up to them and maybe they would get it outside of their, their unnatural uh, sense of uh, hiding and fear. You know, you have to wonder. Uh, remember, you have to wonder if shy people are shy or just a really smart sociopath. <laughs> also, uh, COVID-19 is likely party time for people with social anxiety, by the way. The people that are shy, this is probably the greatest moment of their life. <laughs> Thank you for listening. That's our show for this week. 
Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 